It is again Friday, so time for another episode of The Change and Evolve Letter. And thank you so much for taking the time and joining me today. Transformation and how to navigate change. Transformation is a process, and as life happens, there are tons of ups and downs. It's a journey of discovery. There are moments on mountaintops and moments in deep valleys of despair. Rick Warren. I'm not a particularly disciplined writer, unfortunately, and I'm always truly in awe of those who can sit down at a certain time every day or every week and, well, just write. My process of writing, well, it is a little more chaotic. I get inspiration at the strangest times and places, often when I'm working out or running, swimming, walking, or simply doing something physical when it hits me. And sometimes I put a note in my phone or quickly jot something down. I literally have notes everywhere. Sometimes these turn into a newsletter and sometimes they don't. And today's letter is inspired by something I just found recently. And it was just some bullet points. And after mulling it over for a bit, it, well, now sort of feels right to make something of it. So let's see how it turns out. To begin any kind of transformation, I believe it is essential to know what your story actually is in order to navigate to something better and even begin a new story. I believe that this gives you, well, the opportunity to become the best possible version of yourself. And it, it sounds simple when you look at it that way, but usually in the process of any transformation, there are always obstacles that need to be overcome. But I think we all know the experience that when overcoming obstacles in life, it usually means that more joy, more energy, and a lot more positivity enters our life. And somehow it also seems to become so much easier to define new goals. The crucial question, as always, is, of course, however, how to get there. And quite frankly, my first recommendation is always to recognize habits or patterns. Because 45 to 60 percent of what we do every day are habits. And very often these are already so firmly anchored within us that we do not recognize them easily. And we often run on autopilot. So how can we distinguish the good habits, which are usually liberating from the bad habits, which, well, tend to keep us down and sort of stuck, stuck in a rut? Well, first of all, I suppose we need to actually know what our habits are. And this is sometimes a bit tricky. And one thing that can actually help is to keep a habit journal for a while. And I know this sounds strange at first, but we need to become aware 
of our habits in order to distinguish those that enrich us from those that shackle us. And writing down what we do on a daily basis, even even just for a few days, and the more detailed the better, can be quite enlightening. Knowing what we spend our time with and how is key. And once we have actually defined our habits and routines, we can look at them and sort them into good habits and, let's say, not so good habits. And by making ourselves aware of them, well, that's the place when we can start to work on them. A bit similar to strengths and weaknesses, and I'm a huge fan of working on the strengths rather than the weaknesses. It is just so much more fun to strengthen the strengths and have that corresponding sense of achievement. Often, this is something that even results in the weaknesses no longer being so relevant. And I believe it's quite similar to habits. If we concentrate on the good habits and possibly develop them further, well, it may well be that the bad habits move into the background well, and even disappear to some extent. If you begin to understand what you are without trying to change it, then what you are undergoes a transformation. Yidu Krishnamurti. I think a good example is our physical well-being. If we already have the good habit, for example, of exercising once a week, well, we can expand that to twice a week and take it from there. Well, interestingly is that things like these are often here accompanied by more conscious eating and even less appetite. And especially for someone um, who, for example, has the not-so-good habit of eating out of boredom. Well, of course, this is just one of many examples. Essentially, it is always about knowing yourself better or getting to know yourself in the first place. So what is your story? What is holding you back? What is it that you cannot let go? I have to say that my own story had a very tight grip on me for well, much too long. It was actually at an Enneagram workshop in Nashville several years ago when I realized that even if my story will always be my story, it doesn't define me anymore. And I have to stop using it as an excuse for the things in my life that are not what I want them to be. I actually got to a point where my own story even bored me. And of course, it will always be a part of me. And it made me the person I am today. And well, I must say I rather like myself. But it is my history. It is my past and not my present or my future. You can sort of see it as a clean slate, if you like, with the huge advantage of the experience and learnings of the past. <laughs> Admittedly, it is a constant work in progress, and there are still things that trigger me. Yet, 
I usually know why they triggered me. And with that knowledge, I do find it so much easier to shake these feelings off a lot faster than I used to. And I see them for what they are. Mainly, ghosts from the past. Admittedly, I do keep turning back to the Enneagram when I am in crisis or feel that my own transformation is going in, well, the wrong direction. You can transform situations and events by putting them into perspective and even trying to see them from an outside view. But as always, easier said than done. But what I have found really useful is to write things down that upset me or that I am unsure about. And I usually put it away for a day or maybe even longer. And then I read it with a mindset as if a good friend had written this to me and asked for my advice. And while viewing these things from that outside standpoint, it is really astonishing how different and often how much clearer things can become. So in summary, here are just one or well, three actually practical steps that can help with our transformation. So the first thing I mentioned already is to recognize habits and patterns. And essentially, it is pretty much about doing the right thing at the right time. And for a better understanding, you can use the four seasons to, to kind of shine a light on that. So you would sow in spring, you would protect in summer, harvest in autumn to keep in winter. And if you were to reverse that order, well, you would go very hungry and most likely starve eventually. The second bit is to use patterns and habits. So to use patterns and habits to your advantage is key. And these can be your own or even those of others. And I think a good example is when you play an instrument and use the compositions of others. The third thing is to create patterns and habits. And here we can actually go to the, to the example from just before. So if you do play an instrument, and perhaps you can create your own compositions. And of course, I realize that these are very simplified. But if you know me just a little, you know that I do love the simple things. And I did talk about my writing process at the beginning of today's letter because I feel I and I want and I actually need to transform some of that chaos into something with a little more structure. Well, I'll keep you posted, but it still is a work in progress. Changing is not just changing the things outside of us. First of all, we need the right view that transcends all notions, including of being and non-being, creator and creature, mind and spirit. That kind of insight is crucial for transformation and healing. Tej Han. Well, my song of the week, well, in all honesty, I very, it's very simple. I chose the song today 
because I'm absolutely in awe of the guitar solo by Prince. And I hope you can enjoy, you can enjoy this version of While My Guitar Gently Weeps as much as I do. And of course, this song, not in this version, unfortunately, has been added to the Spotify playlist and um, where you can find each and every song from every change and evolve letter ever published. It's just one click away. Like it, share it, or just listen to some really good music. And as my poem of the week, I chose another one by the wonderful Ella Wheeler Wilcox, who lived from 1850 to 1919, and it's called Change. Changed? Yes, I will confess it. I have changed. I do not love you in the old, fond way. I am your friend still. Time has not estranged one kindly feeling of that vanished day. But the bright glamour which made life a dream, the rapture of that time, its sweet content, like visions of a sleeper's brain they seem, and yet I cannot tell you how they went. Why do you gaze with such accusing eyes upon me, dear? Is it so very strange that hearts, like all things underneath God's skies, should sometimes feel the influence of change? The birds, the flowers, the foliage of the trees, the stars, which seem so fixed and so sublime, vast continents and the eternal seas. All these do change with ever-changing time. The face our mirror shows us year on year is not the same, our dearest aim or need, our lightest thought or feeling hope or fear. All all the law of alternation heed. How can we ask the human heart to stay, content with fancies of youth's earliest hours? The year outgrows the violets of May, although maybe there are no fairer flowers. And life may hold no sweeter love than this, which lies so cold, so voiceless and so dumb. And I will miss it, dear. Why, yes, we miss the violets always till the roses come. And as my impression, well, few things in life show better what kind of transformation is possible than a butterfly. And this certain specimen decided to take a break and join me on a walk several years ago. A big part of any transformation is always believing in yourself. Let me know your thoughts in the comments or send me a message. As always, you know, I do love and appreciate hearing from you. What's left is to wish you an amazing weekend. Yours, Tanya.